The Humans of LQHS is a podcast that helps to represent, support, and bring awareness to different groups at La Quinta High School. In this platform, we hope to amplify each individual's voice so that they can share their experiences. Everyone has a story. The views of this podcast do not reflect those of all students and staff members on this campus. Hello, my name is Diana Davalos. I am a senior here at LQ. I am a member of Bridges and Photo Club. My pronouns are she, her, and I come from Hispanic background. Hi, my name is Natalie Fajardo. I'm also a senior. Um, I'm also part of Photo Club and Bridges, and I'm also of Hispanic background. Hi, my name is Loki Bach. I use they, he pronouns. I am a member of both Bridges, Costume Club, and Esports Club, and I am going to be one of your hosts for the Humans of LQ podcast. And hi, I'm Robbie. I'm uh, also a senior here at La Quinta High School, and I will be Loki's co-host. So as you know, La Quinta has a predominantly Asian population, so we would like to know what is it like living as a Hispanic student at La Quinta? Well, actually, we're, I just feel like there's there might be like a stigma around, oh, you're Mexican, like a predominantly Asian. So it's like, how do you feel? How is your culture represented? How is this and that? There's really no difference because... Like, our teachers, they all treat us the same. And it's not like, oh, you're Mexican, so you're going to be speaking more in this class. Like, it's not like that. <laughs> and it's- We'll say the Spanish teachers are much more comfortable with speaking with people of Hispanic background because we already have some sort of, like, knowledge of what to say and stuff like that. And also, um, it was kind of a culture shock coming here because I came from two schools that had a large majority of Hispanic um, kids. And so to come here and not see as many... Hispanic kids walking around, it was like, okay, this is this is different. Okay. Um, so regarding like taking Spanish classes at LQ as a Hispanic student, do you I think know. you can like go into further detail about how like everyone being tossed into AP Spanish is a little like discombobulating? I'm one of those students that came from like uh, first year Spanish going into AP. It's definitely tough going into AP Spanish because I understand more that I speak. So trying to communicate back to students or even the teachers sometimes, it's like it's difficult because everyone is in different ranges and ways that they speak Spanish. So it's it's just it's difficult sometimes. Okay. Well, socially and academically, how does your culture affect your school life? I think for me, culture has affected me a lot more than I probably would have thought because I come... I say I come from an immigrant family, but I am an immigrant here, so it just kind of puts a lot more pressure on me to be, like, not to be, like, the best of the best, but, like, to be up there because more Hispanic representation in, in, like, predominantly Asian high school. So it's kind of, like, I feel more pressure on me to be, like, oh, hey, this is a more diverse school than you probably think it is. And maybe not all Hispanics that you, like, that you might think are like fooling around in class and not doing their homework and just shoving papers into their into their backpack. I kind of want to be like, hey, we're different, you know? It's not just this one stereotype. Um, academically for me, um, I'll be the first in my family to really go to college. And coming from a, f- a family of Hispanic, my dad came here in 83 to, you know, fulfill a better life. And I want to help continue that fulfillment of like the American dream to kind of prove to my dad that I can go to college and so can he. It's kind of like an example of like, if I can do it, so can you. That's really awesome. That's like really admirable. All right. Um, What does the school do to help you connect with your culture? That's a great question because 
as we've we've been speaking about it, is a predominantly Asian high school. So if, whether it's admin license and all they do kind of still have to represent for the minority groups here to make it known that there's that there's still Hispanic kids here at LQ. Yeah, it, it's cool what, what they're doing, but I also feel like it's not enough because I feel like, well, they're only doing the Hispanic Heritage Month for, just for this month. And it's like, well, can we continue that? Can we continue on with that representation? Mm-hmm. And then especially like with like the predominance of Lunar New Year's and all yeah. of that at yeah. the school, like what do you want to see more from the school regarding that? Because the school do so much promoting and so much this and that for Lunar New Year and Tet festivals and... You know, it's all great, but then it's also kind of like, where is our representa- representation, you know? To see more representation for, like, Dia de los Muertos would be pretty cool to kind of see, kind of have other people see what goes into that type of celebration would be awesome. So like, it's, exposure of uh, other cultures, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not just our, like, it's not just Mexican and, like, Hispanic people in general. It's, like, we have Middle, Middle Eastern students here at LQ that aren't represented at all, I feel Absolutely. like. Yeah. Yeah. And also there's African Americans, which might not be nearly as many as the Mexican or, like, Hispanic and Asian population, but they're still there, and they still deserve the, that representation. It's, like, it's nice to see that representation, but what they're doing is not enough for our representation and i would say i would add to, on to that to say like most of the posters you would see around school campus are majority like, very asian cultured ones like the lion dances yeah. posters yeah. and like things like that but you don't really see a lot of decorations of other cultures and other celebrations so um, i know last year for dia de los muertos um which is what 2021 2022 school year um they did have like a little shrine set up yeah so how did you guys feel about that and then like is there anything that you guys want to see more of like a bigger celebration like what they're doing for like the festivals and stuff um honestly seeing the ofrenda was actually really sweet seeing people you know represent their loved ones that have passed um i thought that was really like nice to see at least some representation especially for that holiday like to see that was really cool Mm-hmm. It was it was very sweet. I remember we were leaving photography because we and as we're walking here, we just see this like big like ofrenda, the like, altar shrine type thing. I don't know how it translates <laughs> to English. Right. No, you can say ofrenda is good. And it was so cool because they had all the different levels which represent different things, and they had the candles and the flower petals and the cut paper which is papel picado, like uh, decorating the sides of it. And I was like, that's genuinely so cool. I wish we had more of it though. And then are there any ideas in which, like, you think there are other days that you can, like, show more of the Hispanic culture that you would like to see around the school? I think, like, recently in September, we had our Independence Day. Yeah, our Independence Day. And, like, no one did anything for that. (laughs) It was, like, very, like, it's very little talked about in Spanish class, but that's about it. It was unrecognized. Yeah. 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 What has been your favorite memory here at uh, LQ where you felt like your cultural identity was recognized? Um, one year, I believe it was freshman year, they had the Aztec dancers come to school and kind of dance for everyone to kind of show. Um, I believe it was Dia de los Muertos they were celebrating yeah. at that time, so everyone got to see like traditional dances at that time. And also the ofrenda for Dia de los Muertos was also pretty cool. I remember freshman year, we were sitting down like in front of this building, we're all eating lunch, and then we just see a bunch of people dressed in, in their outfits and like their traditional outfits yeah, with all like their essences, and they were dancing around and playing music. And I was like, this is, this is so cool! Like, but, like this is something we see at like you know uh, Hispanic like night markets and like yeah. that. That's what this is what we see on like not regularly, but like 
on occasions. Mm-hmm. And now it's here, now the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, actually, like when I saw that, I was like, "This is gorgeous!" Like, I wish we got to see so much more of it. You know? Yeah. yeah like yeah. that being said, though, as you mentioned, this was, however, is your favorite memory. This was such a long time ago. This was freshman year. You said it was freshman year. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, we haven't seen anything like that. Well, one also because of COVID, but it could have, yeah, maybe perhaps not resume, but they could have done something yeah. this year, and maybe they haven't yet. We'll see, I, right? I really hope they're planning on it because absolutely, it was such a good memory. It was awesome to see. And here, Hispanic students and just other students that aren't Asian, we get to see like your guys' traditions, mm-hmm. the, line the yearly, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, the, this is so cool, and I genuinely enjoy it so much. But I'm like. I wish they could see our dances too yeah, and absolutely. our traditions absolutely. too. I wish yeah, I could. I could. Yeah, I wish I could. personally. Uh, I wasn't here at the beginning of freshman year, so I oh. wish I could have seen these things that you guys got to see. Yeah, and speaking of, like, we should try like pushing it to make it an annual thing. And like, I know like sometimes it's hard to actually have people come onto campus, but then maybe we could do like I don't know a live stream in which mm-hmm. people could watch it together. Yeah, cool. even even if it's difficult to bring the um, uh, Aztec dancers, you can even bring those that dance flocorico, which is with the very colorful dresses and like the, the skirts. sombreros and the yeah oh, and the yeah. skirts. So to see even that would be cool as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just a suggestion, and perhaps it may be impossible, but maybe we can do it like the lion dancers do and have volunteers from different clubs. Yeah, it's a good that. yeah. It would be a great way for I think ideas students. to pitch. You guys, we have ideas to pitch. <laughs> Bro, a culture week would be great. Culture week culture would be yeah. awesome because you get the you'll get the occasional Hispanic people dressing in their you know. I have a scrap. <laughs> like, but so long, and it's pretty, yeah. and it's like ribbons oh, yeah. at the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, we only have we have the day where everyone wears the oh yeah, it's to represent yeah. Vietnamese culture. Yeah. But right. for some reason, there's no other days like that for other cultures. And now. like, I know like a bunch of students. Like, I have never seen like any of like your cultural clothing in person before. So it'd be awesome to just see like the entire school just be like wearing their own cultural clothing. It'd be yeah. so Absolutely. awesome. Yeah, like the imagine the colors. Yeah. <laughs> so I know we're all smiling, but unfortunately. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to move on to a little bit more sadder topic. But what is a difficult moment that you experienced in LQ that was tied to your cultural identity? Well, I think for me, it's a little saddening whenever I'm in a couple of AP classes and I'll walk in and I sit down and I look down and I'm like, where's everyone else? Because it's the only brown person in here. And everyone else is like Vietnamese and like other, obviously there's other like Asian backgrounds here, but predominantly Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. And whenever we're like, especially in history class, whenever he's speaking about like the Vietnam War, the teachers are like, right, students, right? And I'm just like, here, we're like, right, right. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about, but right. And, um, and then it's also kind of awkward because then teachers will be talking about something from like, Mexico or like somewhere in, in Latin America and they just all look towards me and I'm like what did I do <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the case how it is for me too it's like I was pretty much the only Hispanic in my Spanish classes or Spanish class last year so when the teacher would bring up some something related to Mexico I he'd kind of look at me oh. <laughs> as in like a you get it right I see, I see. and um yeah just just kind of like the lack of Communicating with other Hispanic students is kind of disheartening. It's like slight. There's a. It almost feels like there's a slight maybe language or maybe even cultural barrier between you and the staff and the yeah. rest of the students. Yeah, exactly. Because we can be talking about stuff like relating relating to our culture, and we'll have friends um, of, with Asian backgrounds looking at us like, "What are you guys talking about?" Yeah. And it's kind of the same way for us with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even with food. 
like I know my friends here they're so accepting everyone here is so accepting and it's amazing but I remember the other day I brought a Tupperware uh, with nopales which is cactus and they were just like ooh what's that and they're like and I'm like oh it's cactus and they're like oh I've never tried that and I'm like here do you want to try it and they're like no I would have loved to try some. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, like I'm the same way. I'll bring like mole, which is like chicken with this like chocolate sauce, spicy sauce on it, or I'll bring like pozole, which is like a green soup. And you guys are making me hungry. Like I'll bring that to school, and then my dad will be like, "I would have never thought to brought that to school. Like never would have thought to ever even show that at my school campus." And no. he went to like a predominantly Hispanic yeah he, he went to Rancho oh. yeah just do you see like or can you tell a difference between your experience as a Hispanic here like during this era compared to maybe like how your parents or grandparents might have gone to school and I think for me because my parents never obviously never came to school here they like never really thought twice about that because to them it was just normal like oh she's just, she's just getting like arroz con frijoles for lunch and that's that's rice and beans yeah. yeah and. Like, to them, that in Mexico would have been amazing, but, like, here, they never really thought about, like, oh, is this what they're, like, were her So then, like, students. you guys kind of, like, opposite sides of the same coin, in which, um, Nat, your, like, your parents kind of, like, thought about, like, oh, yeah, like, they don't want you getting judged, but then, Diana, your parents just, like, never considered the possibility yeah. of you being judged. Before that, I can provide some perspective. I'm uh, just, I assume, like you guys, I am also a first generation. I'm also an immigrant here <laughs> to America. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you guys have any questions. You like, a genuine question was, like, how do you guys feel just, like, working with other people, like, out of different cultures, like, with us Mexicans, even though it's a predominantly be Working school. as in, like, just in class or, just, like, when yeah. it comes mm -hmm. specifically to culture? Like, yeah, specifically to culture because there's like more differences there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, when it's specifically about culture, like I remember um, when I'm like walking through school and then on Dia de los Muertos I saw the ofrenda and I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting because in my Spanish class we were just learning about that. Mm -hmm. right. So I feel like I have a little more background when it comes to like some students that might be taking like French or Viet class because. I don't think there's a lot of French students in the school mm -hmm. for their for their culture to be represented, and then obviously like Vietnamese people, like we already have a ton of our culture just interlaced within campus. So just to see it out there, I was kind of like, that's really interesting, and like I thought it was like really sweet that they did that as well. Um, when it comes to just like working in class, sometimes it's like really helpful to get. The, the knowledge from like my peers that might not be like Vietnamese and it's just always wonderful to just exchange information it's like oh we do it here and they're like what the heck that's weird we do it like this and you're like that's also <laughs> weird and it's just like it's weird in a cute way <laughs> I would say though on the contrary to uh, Loki um, I would like to consider myself to be like as unbiased as I can be when it comes to like judgment of people and you know based on who they are not like where they come from or things like that you know I try to have the least cultural and some kind of barriers like that but I would say in class wide wise unfortunately I, I do feel like I and a lot of other Viet students have a lot of uh, um, bias where even subconsciously I would naturally gravitate more towards uh, students who are of my origin or who are similar to me just because like it's 
it's a lot easier, you know. Mm-hmm. You're familiar like, with it. Yeah, the sense of familiarity. familiarity. Absolutely, yeah. And then, like, I also want to mention, like, maybe it might be because, like, you were from Vietnam at first, so, you, like, you've always been around, like, the cultureful like, Vietnamese people. Well, yeah. And then, like, compared to me, I was born in America, so then I've always had, like, neighbors that were Hispanic or, like, neighbors that were, like, white kids. So, like, I felt a lot more comfortable. So when it comes to, like, in class where the teacher, like, arranges you into groups, have I ever had, like, um, a classmate or, like, a group mate that just, like, wasn't Vietnamese? I didn't really care that much because mm-hmm. it was just, like, yeah. It's the classmate. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I think um, sometimes there can be that disconnect, but most of the time it's not, like, so harsh that, like, it kind of disrupts the learning environment or just the school environment in general. Cool. And you were talking about, like, the cultural differences. Teaching yeah. the students about how, like, Hispanic people, uh, like, say goodbye to each other. Oh. And, and like, do you guys not know how they say goodbye to each other? And they're like, no. And they go, mwah, mwah. They, you know, like, they kiss each other on the cheeks. And they're like, oh, why? And mm-hmm. I'm like, interesting, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, I've mm-hmm. always grown up like that. I yeah. always, with her, even sometimes she'll meet me at my house and I'll hug her and I'll, like, give her a kiss on the cheek just because I, it's just normal to it's me. It's just something mm-hmm. that we've grown up Absolutely. with. It's kind of like a sign of respect, yeah. especially right. to, like, family members. So to do that, it's normal to us. And so hearing people be like, that's weird, it was kind of like... What? Yeah, it's like it's all. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would. I should say providing some perspective though. In Vietnamese culture, uh, a lot of physical affection is often overlooked. I would say mm. even like in like families, like between parents and children, there's a there's a, it depends on well your family, but there's a lot less like physical affection, like hug uh, affection, like hugs and kisses. It happens a lot less often. So perhaps the idea of doing that with just as a greeting might might be off putting a little bit into the. Uh, students of other cultures but yeah i can absolutely understand that yeah like no certainly like that reaction like it happens because like as a vietnamese student like sometimes i like bring vietnamese food and people weren't vietnamese was like oh what is that because like it kind of looks fuzzy and i'm just like oh it's just shredded Isn't that, like shred yeah yes! bro, it's so good it's so good right <laughs> but like i remember one time like when i was like or something I was going to like this tutoring place it's called Kumon if you guys know it I hate oh. it you see he's already grown it <laughs> it's like oh, Kumon yeah, that's my face there was the this very sweet sweet lady and she was Hispanic and then like I was telling her like I was trying to learn Spanish like in high school and stuff and she would try to, she would teach me Spanish phrases and words and when I was going to the award ceremony for Kumon like I saw her and she was like calling me over and then she gave me like the kisses on this cheek and I was just like that is so sweet I was gonna cry right there like I have never, like, seen someone who's just so willing to share their culture like that. And just, especially to, like, a little kid that's just, like, come in for, like, hugs and then give, like, kisses to the cheek. It was just very heartwarming. And honestly, I want to see more of that in the school, you know? Absolutely. Okay, maybe not kissing each other, but, like... Maybe not, maybe not. Maybe not, you know, for the homies. I was going to ask, though, uh, because when I first came here to America... Before I came to La Quinta High School, which was my second semester of freshman year, I went to Monrovia High School, which was a, I would say, a lot more diverse school. And when I first got there, I, I was honestly extremely scared and overwhelmed. I mean, there was, I, there was no one I could talk to. There was no one like me. Uh, did you guys ever share a similar experience like that here? I wouldn't say I haven't because I mean we we get along with people pretty yeah. well, so it's it's not very hard for us to warm up to people mm-hmm. um but we haven't really experienced something like yeah. that i think it's also because of the area we live in we kind of live 
kind of somewhat in between of Little Saigon and Santana, which is predominantly Mexican, like, or Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. So living, like, right in the between, it's most of my elementary school is pretty much split half and half, half Hispanic, half yet. And so was middle school. Yeah. And so now coming here, it was kind of like, whoa, it's predominantly yeah. yeah, it's like, whoa, something a little bit different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good change, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so it's been a wonderful time talking with you guys. Um, it was really, like, interesting and awesome to just hear, like, your perspective on things versus our perspective. Okay. So I guess that will conclude the very first episode of Humans of LQ podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you guys so Thank much you. for listening and watching us. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Yes. Thank, Thank you, Thank you for uh, being here with us. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. The Humans of LQHS podcast was created by Bridges at La Quinta High School. This episode was hosted by Loki Bach and Robbie Ho. Writing and editing was done by Loki Bach, Diana Davalos, and Natalie Fajardo. Sound recording and editing are thanks to Loki Bach and Robbie Ho. PR contributed by Stephen Nin. Tune in next month. I'll see you all there.